to another episode of Triggered. Uh, I'm really uh, excited about this one. Uh, first, our guest tonight is going to be Kyle Rittenhouse. Obviously, uh, you know who Kyle is. Uh, great kid. Uh, got put through the torture chamber uh, by the media, by the radical left, by the anti-gun groups for defending himself and exercising his Second Amendment rights. Uh, now he's back in the news as uh, the family of one of the people he shot and another one went in total self-defense, again, acquitted by a jury despite the attempts at Frankly, witness tampering and jury tampering that you saw from the media trailing a jury trying to, in my opinion, intimidate them into a decision. He was acquitted, but now the lawsuits will continue. We're going to hear from Kyle. We're going to hear who was with him, who was not with him, uh, who left him in the dust. Uh, it's an amazing story. You can learn how to support him. You can learn who was actually stepping up uh, in the Second Amendment space. Uh, I think that's really going to be important. But... What was really awesome was I got to go with my father to East Palestine, Ohio. So before we get to Kyle, I want to tell that story because it was it was awesome. Um, it's actually right now, Wednesday night. I just got back home uh, after this visit. Um, I had to tell this story um, now, and it, it was incredible. We woke up. We got on Trump Force One. We left a beautiful... Uh, 85 degree weather in Florida, went to uh, 32 degree freezing rain in East Palestine, and it was absolutely incredible, man. Uh, it's, it's moments like the one I witnessed today, uh, earlier today, uh, that really make me realize. Now again, this is airing Thursday night, so I, this is late Wednesday night, I just got home, just so you guys are clear, uh, but I wanted to get down the sort of the intro uh, into this so you can, while it's still fresh in my mind, uh, and before we talk to Kyle, uh, it was absolutely awesome, man. This is why my father did this to begin with. Uh, the people of East Palestine, Ohio, uh, just good, hardworking, God-fearing Americans, and that's what we're doing this for. They've been left in the dust by their government. It's been 19 days Joe Biden, Pete Buttigieg, you know, the, our illustrious uh, transportation secretary. Again, he's only transportation secretary because he was gay and he ran for president for no real reason other than he was gay, I guess. And because he didn't win, they had to give him the consolation prize because I guess it's, you know, it was 2020. And that's that's what you have to do these days. Uh, unfortunately, the results you get from making decisions like that are the results you're seeing out of Pete Buttigieg and the transportation uh, administration that he oversees. You saw the supply chain crisis. You saw, uh, you know, for the railroad strike stuff going on. You see uh, racist roads. Uh, it's a shame that there's white construction workers working. Uh, obviously, uh, our Chernobyl, a toxic, uh, a toxic trail derailment, along with like nine others this week. It feels like. Um, you know, all under his watch, but that's okay. He wants to take some personal time. You know, it's been 20 days. He hasn't had a chance uh, to go to uh, East Palestine, but he's taking some personal time. He really deserves that because he's working so hard, apparently doing nothing other than race baiting and the usual crap that you get from the left these days. So what was really awesome to actually land in East Palestine with a leader, someone who doesn't need this job, 
Someone whose job it wasn't the turn of. Someone who, unlike Pete, didn't get the job because he checked the box. Right? But like a real leader. And that leader was Donald Trump. And I saw him at his best. I saw you know, people turning out in droves. Again, 32 degree cold rain uh, out there because they just wanted someone to acknowledge their existence, to not forget about them, to not leave them in the lurch, in the unknown. I mean, we've talked about it already, but you know, Donald Trump just announcing that he was going to go. Uh, FEMA, who wrote the letter, you don't qualify, yada, 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 you get nothing. Remember, you know, Joe Biden's going to East Palestine. Rem just kidding. Screw you guys. Uh, no, he's busy giving trillions of dollars of taxpayer money uh, away to corrupt regimes in Ukraine, paying back his buddy at big war in the U.S. and creating the next oligarch class of rich billionaires in the Ukraine. You know, he's there doing that. Donald Trump said, you know, what? maybe the only way to get action is actually maybe if I go. All of a sudden he announces that he's going in with it. Now, FEMA... We have reconsidered, uh, on second thought, on second thought, we're going to act and we're going to actually take care of American citizens for a change. I know that's shocking. I know that's not customary. Uh, I know that's unheard of. Uh, but, you know, that happened. Uh, and, you know, I got a little bit of, I, I sort of took some video along the way. So uh, I apologize if this isn't professionally done. Uh, it was just something I was like, a, I'm so for him doing this because these are the people uh, he always wanted to represent, the forgotten man and woman. And it doesn't stand out any better than today where these hardworking Americans were the forgotten man and woman yet again for almost three weeks. Just, eh, whatever, we're not going to deal with that. We got other things. And the media is not going to criticize me because I'm gay and, you know, they love our liberal agenda. And I'm going to be president even though I haven't done anything. I'm Pete Buttigieg. Pothole Pete. You know, it's just different. It's just different. So seeing the love from the people, and again, I, I don't even want to compare my experience to you know what they've gone through, but you know, uh, let's just say it was a lot easier being a real estate developer from New York City, getting invited to the cool person party, not having to deal with the, you know, the animals on the left and the media and all of the nonsense that we've put up with for the last few years. That's nothing compared to uh, what the people of East Palestine have gone through when, you know, you've seen fish turn up dead in their rivers and ponds and chickens dropping dead and packs of dogs doing the same thing. I mean, not knowing if that's affecting your children or your families or uh, your homes. We're talking with the fire chief there, you know, and just one of his trucks just started corroding uh, that was dealing with the fire from the toxic fumes at the time. Literally started like they had to get an order a new one. Uh, it, it, that much damage, it took on that rapidly. So being there with just the salt of the earth uh, people, seeing their appreciation, man, it makes all of the bullshit that we've dealt with, um, makes it so, just all worth it, man. That's why we're doing it for those people. Seeing the love uh, that they have uh, for my father, uh, the appreciation that they have for someone who just, just show up for them, please. Like, just, you know, wow, he got him to do something. That's amazing. Uh, you know, guys like John Rourke from Blue Line Moving, our good friends up here who literally drove, like, truckloads, took time off from his business uh, and trucks out of his business to bring up, you know, Trump water uh, and cleaning supplies uh, to donate to these people. I mean, this is what America's all about. This is 
this is what we did this for. And if you ask the media or the left, like these people don't exist or shouldn't, you know, they're, they're not special because, you know, they wanted to, you know, change someone's children's gender. Like that, these are just people that go to work and want to support families and like do all those crazy things like, uh, you know, have, uh, take care of their kids. Like, oh my God. It's, it's so awesome to see it. And it, it was DJT at his best. I mean, you probably, you know, I, in some of the clips, maybe I'll throw in, you know, <laughs> the former president of the United States, my dad, just sitting there at McDonald's, like, hey guys, what's on the special today? Because it was like, they did a Trump special for Wednesday and he bought all the first responders, the police and the firemen who did all this stuff, just bought them all McDonald's and just watching him joke with the people be like, guys, there's no one in this McDonald's that understands and knows the McDonald's me menu better than Donald Trump. And by the way, 100% accurate, okay? Uh, it, no one knows it better. Uh, no one, uh, <laughs> no one probably eats more of it, uh, per capita than, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, so it, it was just great. But watching him, you know, go through with the, all the police and the fire chiefs and the first responders, hearing about it, talking, giving the press conference, and just bringing some much needed love and attention. And man, that's all these people want. And honestly, they deserve it. Uh, you had Congressman Johnson was there, my good friend, uh, Ohio Senator J.D. Vance. You know, how are those guys like the only sort of like thought, like national level or, you know, certainly high, like they're there, but like, where's the Biden administration? You know, J.D. Vance was great meeting with the people. He's going to be, you know, pushing for things to make sure they get uh, what they need. And it feels like everyone else in the world who doesn't pay our taxes, they're getting what they need. Remember, Joe Biden's going to pay for the pensions of the people in Ukraine who've been displaced. Like, we're going to pay their pensions. What about the people in East Palestine? What about like Americans with like unfunded pension liability when their companies go, ah, we don't care about them. You know, there were no fake air raid sirens during Trump's visit in East Palestine. Uh, there was probably more danger there, given the chemicals around uh, to the people still and my father than there ever was for Joe Biden in Kiev. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been there. I can assure you I understand how that works. But that didn't stop him from putting up a fake air raid siren right as he's walking down the street. When even the CNN reporter, when even the CNN reporter was like, yeah, that's weird. I've been here for five days. We haven't heard a single air raid siren. Huh. I wonder what's going on. Maybe it's all a lie, folks. Right? You know, they lied to you about lockdowns. They lied to you about COVID. They lied to you about Russia, Russia, Russia. You know, you, you don't think they're lying to you about this? Just like magically, they're all upset. The January 6th videos are coming out. And in one day, we found all sorts of contradictory evidence. Uh, strange, the Democrats never leaked that. Huh? They lied to us about everything for the last six years. They, I'm sure they're telling the truth about that one, folks, right? So, again... Uh, for me, uh, an honor just to be a fly on the wall, uh, just to be able to you know, see these people shake their hands. Uh, it's just, that's the, frankly, it's probably the only good part about uh, having gotten into politics. Uh, you know, just seeing the difference that you make for real people. Uh, showing them that there's hope that they still have some representation. Uh, but uh, listen, check it out for yourself. Uh, put together a little montage of just my experience throughout the day. Uh, then we'll get back and uh, we'll be talking with Kyle Rittenhouse and I think you guys will really like it. Well guys, uh, as we said earlier, if our leaders 
won't do the work they're elected to do, someone's going to have to step up and fill that void. Uh, I'm getting ready to board Trump Force One. We're going to East Palestine, Ohio. Uh, we're going to be meeting with the people over there. We're going to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, my father always did this for the American people. He got involved for the American people. He needed this job like a hole in the head. But again, if our leaders refuse to step up, someone's going to have to step up and fill that void. So we're heading to Ohio. Glad it seems like that drove FEMA finally into action after saying they weren't going to do anything. Uh, that's a big step in and of itself. But we got to keep doing this. We got to take care of our people, not the people of Ukraine. We don't have to worry about their pensions. We got to worry about the people right here in America. And uh, again, that's why we got into this in the first place. It's why we're still here. And until someone else steps up who's willing to actually do that, someone's going to have to fill that void. So uh, welcome aboard Trump Force One, folks. Okay, guys, give you a little tour of Trump Force One, just so when people understand uh, walking away from some of this lifestyle to deal with politics, to deal with the presidency. You've seen Mar-a-Lago, you've seen all of that. Like, it wasn't so bad before, but I think it shows uh, exactly why my father got into this in the first place. Uh, you know, you, you could have this perspective, you can live this way and still understand that the hardworking men and women of America have been left behind. They've been forgotten by our leaders. Um, Honestly, the news of the day, every day, we see more and more of that. The great example, obviously, is Joe Biden visiting Ukraine, promising, you know, probably trillions uh, more in a proxy war with a nuclear power. Russia pulls out of the arms treaty to not uh, to regulate the amount of nuclear weapons that can be deployed. Like, you know, oh, what could go wrong? Uh, with a brilliant mind like Joe Biden leading the charge, uh, what could possibly go wrong? That's why someone who's actually experienced real success out of politics uh, not so easy to walk away from that. Uh, not so easy to walk away from that knowing exactly what happens when you get to the swamp. And I think part of what they tried to do, my father, is to prevent other great minds, other great leaders, other people who've been successful in things outside of just bureaucracy and nonsense. Uh, and I think that's a really important thing to uh, remember. So maybe I'll take you on a quick tour of uh, Trump Force One before we get underway. Not exactly a beautiful day here in Ohio, but again, if this is what it takes to get our leaders to act, we're happy to do it. It's just awesome to be on the ground here and to meet with some real Americans. What's going on, guys? Here with my good buddy and incredible new senator from the state of Ohio, J.D. Vance. We're in East Palestine. He's looking after his constituents, doing an incredible job. What do you think, J.D.? Well, look, man, we're going to stay on top of the EPA in Norfolk Southern to clean up this community. Uh, unfortunately, the federal government wasn't doing a whole lot. And then uh, this guy and his dad came to town, put a lot of pressure on the local uh, or the, the federal authorities to actually get their asses moving and fix this community. I think it's a great thing, but we can't forget about these people. We're going to have to stay on top of this issue for the long term. We're on it. So thanks for all you're doing, man. It's great. And uh, Thank you we're going to have him on the podcast pretty soon, too, because uh, right. that'll, that'll bring some fire. <laughs> Biden not showing up, you showing up before he did. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much. Hey, Trump, take a picture of my phone. Picture. There he is. 
Wouldn't be a Trump campaign stop without it. Is everybody willing to accept free food from Trump? I'll take care of it. All right? We're going to take care of it. And for the firehouse, all the guys at the firehouse, we're going to send it to them. Free food, okay? Hello, everybody. So I know this menu better than you do. I probably know it better than anybody in here. We're going to take care of the firehouse. Oh, I like this guy. He's a big fan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come in, take a look at him. This is a guy I like. I like him even better than the father, but you want to Hey, folks, we need you off the floor. Everybody over here, back up. Everybody back up. Everybody over here. Well, guys, I hope uh, you like that. I uh, hope you get a little glimpse, uh, a little taste. And again, I think when you see Trump Force 1, you realize, oh, you know, maybe Trump could have done a lot of things and probably had it a lot easier than... Uh, dealing with these animals, uh, but he's doing it for the right reasons. So, uh, you know, it was just awesome to be a part of it. Uh, just super psyched to have been able to be there myself. And, you know, uh, whenever there's something like that, if we can bring some attention to it, just, man, let us know, because uh, he'll do it. You know, it wasn't a big rally. didn't have to be. It was just lots of good Americans uh, who've been left behind. That's what got us into this journey. Uh, and... You know, that's why it's going to continue. So thank you again, guys, for everything. Everyone in East Palestine, it was just an honor to meet you guys. Uh, I truly appreciate it. So before we get to Kyle, quick word from our sponsors. I want to thank uh, everyone who's been uh, sponsoring this show. Again, I get it. It's not easy. Uh, but if you're sponsoring this show, I can assure you, you share our values because otherwise you wouldn't take the risk. You wouldn't take the cancellation risk. You wouldn't take uh, any of the nonsense. So I want to thank new sponsor, uh, field of Greens. And so this is actually an interesting one because I have to admit it, I do not make the best food choices. I have a little bit of the DJT uh, <laughs> McDonald's uh, you know, thing in me and I'm on the road like 50, 60% of the time, a couple hundred thousand miles a year, commercial, uh, air travel, uh, in airports. And I should eat healthier, but I don't. And oftentimes I don't have an option and or I'm too lazy and I make excuses for not doing it. So doctors say I should eat yeah, six cups of fruits and vegetables a day, and the reality is I don't have the time for that. Uh, it wouldn't happen. But according to all the studies, people who eat healthy, they live longer, they have less heart disease, they have less diabetes, they have less cancer, and they have less everything that's bad. So I take Field of Greens, and I'll tell you why. Unlike a lot of the other fruit and vegetable supplements out there, each specific fruit and vegetable in Field of Greens was medically selected to support specific functions, whether it's heart health, liver, kidney, immune system, and your metabolism. So I take it to help me stay healthy. Field of Greens isn't just another supplement or like a vitamin that's boiled down and can, like, it's literally 100% whole foods. No extracts, not again, the boiled down nonsense that doesn't do anything has just been diluted. Field of Greens is just a perfect portion of organic fruits and vegetables ground into a found, fine powder. Uh, they're an American company headquartered in Texas, and it's all manufactured in the U.S. Unlike the crap that you see out of China, where half of our medical stuff is coming out of there, it's made in the U.S. Uh, and what's great is that it's good for everyone in the family. Uh, they're huge supporters of our troops and our first responders. One of the founder's brothers is active duty uh, military. And so Field of Greens, they work fast. And if you're like me, uh, it's easy. I bring it along in a shaker. Uh, even when I'm traveling, 
uh, makes you feel great. Make sure that it's uh, certainly uh, at least at least undoing some of the damage I'm doing myself. Uh, but what's really cool is um, you'll feel better. Your skin will look better, healthier. And to help you get started, uh, we're gonna get 15% off your first order, plus you'll get another 10% off your order uh, if you subscribe to recurring orders. So visit fieldofgreens.com and use promo code DonJr. This is becoming a consistent theme here. Uh, D-O-N-J-R, that's fieldofgreens.com, promo code Don Jr. And uh, I think you'll love it. I think you'll love it. It's gonna make you feel better. And, and if you go to your next doctor visit and they don't say something like, whatever you're doing, keep it up, you can return it for a full refund. So go check them out, American Made, 15% off with code Don Jr. Uh, I think you'll love it. Go check out fieldofgreens.com. Now, other one, we gotta talk about Gold Co. If you're like me and you think the world is going to hell in a handbasket, uh, gold could be a great way to supplement your savings. You could roll over your 401k and your IRA and Gold Co. makes that easy. The way to go see them and to find out for yourself and learn more is go to donjuniorgold.com Check it out for yourself, but they'll give you the white glove treatment. Uh, they'll give you step-by-step -step guidance so you can um, you know, learn about how to put precious metals, gold, into your portfolio. Again, uh, there's other places to do it. If these guys are willing to support a conservative show like this with these values, go check them out. D-O-N-J-R-Gold.com. They'll do everything you need reputable and honest, lots of uh, independent five-star reviews. You can go check it out for yourself. Rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau. So if you're looking to diversify your portfolio, uh, the people at Gold Co. can help you. So go to donjuniorgold, D-O-N-J-R gold.com. Check them out for yourself. I think you'll love it. And again, a big tenant of this show is just supporting those who share our values. Uh, Field of Greens, uh, Gold Co., both of them will do it. So go check out Field of Greens, promo code Don Jr. Uh, go check out Gold Co. at donjuniorgold.com. Again, it helps. They, they know it's coming from me because it actually incentivizes them to support shows like this. Uh, you know, that's how that works. If they see they're getting a result, that's basic capitalism. And I fully understand that. So uh, if you guys are going to check them out, let them know it's coming from me. I appreciate it. It allows me to do this. And uh, we're just really excited about this one. Now going to go live with Kyle Rittenhouse, a guy that's been run through the ringer, put through, uh, frankly, as far as I'm concerned, an unfair trial with the media trying to influence a jury and run down the jury pool and uh, the protests and the this, uh, a true example of you know being guilty before uh, and be, before you know having to prove your innocence, not innocent until proven guilty, like what used to be uh, in America, but Kyle's been put through the ringer. We'll talk about who was there to help him, who sort of conveniently just said, eh, it's not really my problem, what he's doing now. Even after the acquittal, there's now people, you know, chasing after him, trying to sue him, you know, either to destroy his life. Remember, this is like a, a teenage kid put through the ringer. Uh, he was there trying to administer, uh, you know, first aid, scrubbing graffiti uh, off of walls uh, in Wisconsin and Kenosha during, you know, the Summer of Love riots, where it seems that, you know, all the people who actually committed murder, not self-defense, 
uh, arson, looting, uh, everything else that went on during the summer of love, you know, they were, they were just, you know, social justice warriors because nothing says social justice like stealing and looting uh, a store, right, folks? Uh, you know, that doesn't go against the narrative, but Kyle, oh, he's a young white man with an AR-15, and who cares if they were going to beat him to death with a skateboard or said those things or whatever it may be. I mean, he's obviously guilty. He's defending himself. Let's make sure that no Americans ever want to defend themselves so we can push forward our communism and make sure that they're unarmed and take over so easily. That's worked out so well in the rest of the world. Uh, so this is a, a, a kid. Uh, he's not a kid anymore. Uh, he may still be, in my eyes, uh, in terms of years, uh, but he's certainly not a kid uh, in terms of experience. He's gone through uh, hell. He's gone through uh, probably a lot more than most people his age. And, uh, you know, he's, he's still fighting and they're still going after him. So I think you guys are really going to enjoy this. Uh, it's awesome to be here with him. Get, ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome Kyle Rittenhouse. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to a new episode of Triggered. Tonight, we have a really special guest. We have Kyle Rittenhouse. Many of you have heard about the plight. You've seen the attacks that a 17-year-old kid at the time, I say that, while I look at him like a man, and certainly the experiences that he went through uh, during that time uh, accelerated that growth process rather significantly. But I'm really excited about this one. We're going to talk about everything as it relates to that case. We're going to talk about the unequal justice under the law that conservatives face, uh, especially when you look at him uh, versus uh, some of the insanity that was going on. So now we're going to talk. Speaking of watching half the world want to put you in the gulags, we're with Kyle Rittenhouse. Uh, Kyle, great to have you on here. Uh, I was really excited to sort of see... Uh, the verdict when, when it came out. It was one of those things, you know, I hadn't watched something like that since OJ, although I thought it was gonna be a very different outcome. What I've seen since we got sort of immersed in this world was that you can't really get a fair shake. So even something as obvious to anyone in America, you were up against so much. What, what was that like, uh, you know, when you're sitting there waiting for that verdict, fighting for your life? It was stressful. It was, it was one of the scariest moments outside of being attacked. It was one of the scariest moments outside of being attacked in my life. It was, it was a bunch of emotions. It was not knowing what was going to happen. It was, it was scary. I was up against these George Soros funded prosecutors. Was that what was going on? Were these guys getting some sort of, you know, back-end donations? And, or, I mean, the, the media, obviously, and everyone else going after it, but... I guarantee it. Yeah, I'm, I don't know for sure. I don't know for 100% fact. Yeah. But I guarantee, I'm sure of it. Well, listen, you were up against, you know, it wasn't you versus a prosecutorial system. I mean, in I, the court of public opinion, you were guilty in the media. And we'll go through some of those, you know, commentary. You, you were guilty as far as the world was concerned, not because you were actually guilty, but because these institutions that hate everything you stood for. You know, you were a white, young male with an AR-15 uh, they didn't even tell the story of why you were actually there, which I'd, I'd like to hear uh, as well. I mean, I, you know, you're a medic. You were there cleaning up graffiti throughout the day. Uh, why didn't none of that make it into the news? The news didn't want to report on the truth. They just wanted to push their own agenda. They wanted to call me a white supremacist, a vigilante, a vigilante and a murderer, and just like push their own agenda. They wanted to put politics into something that had nothing to do with politics. And we had an election coming up and they wanted to use this as 
to win their election. They wanted to use this for their own their own narrative. So you were seventeen, you know, at the time. Uh, you know, I remember watching like, you know, I, I guess it was LeBron, right? It, you came out and, and attacked you. You, you. you broke down on you know on the witness stand. Now, like, bear in mind, you're testifying for your life, exactly. LeBron is like a crying bitch if someone gives him like a, no, no, I mean, in all fairness, like every time he does, oh my God, I mean, you know, the guy's like 300 pounds, 6'4", and someone brushes up against him and he falls on the floor for three minutes, uh, you know, crying like a little girl. Uh, but he was out there, well, where's the lie, right? He was out there, I mean, you're on trial for your life. You're up against a trillion dollar mainstream media that would love to give you the death chamber, if they could. They'd put you in the electric chair. Um, you're up against you know, the entire left. You're, you're, you're used as a fulcrum point in, a, in an election to, to make a narrative. Uh, what was that like sitting there seeing those kind of people you know, with that much power uh, criticize you for what I think it would be an emotional experience that anyone would have given the situation? It was... It was crazy to see the machine of the media and politicians. Like, look at Sleepy Joe. He used me in his campaign ad. White supremacist, my face right there. A, a, the president of the United States, vice president, used that in his ad. Unacceptable. You should not be able to do that. Just to win an election, and then the media called me a white supremacist, a murderer, vigilante. Like, they, well, they tried creating that story, they, right? You know, you're, you're obviously still, a murderer. Now, they're still trying. And by the way, make, make no mistake, they do the same thing to me, right? I, mm -hmm. I wasn't on trial for my life, but I mean, they certainly we're wanted all to be again. Was that <laughs> eventually? If things keep going the way they are, we're all going to be. Well, and, and I think that's a good point, which is like I think we have to understand. You know, the conservatives. Everyone asks when we when we do the show, and I'll read the comments and. You know, even like they will. So, what do we do to fight back? And the answer is, we just got to engage, because if we just sit back and sort of do the turn the other cheek and live and let live and don't fight back against that machine, they will win. They yep. they will cancel us. I mean, they were fine utilizing a seventeen-year-old kid at the time. I'll say that. And I mean, again, yeah. the experience that you went through, you ain't a kid anymore. I mean, you you've experienced. Uh, just about everything anyone could experience. Um, but, but at the time, they had no problem destroying your life, getting ahead of you know, the, the justice system. And perhaps the weirdest thing for me was watching, like, I just have so little faith in that system anymore. And that's what must have been scary. Meaning, 20 years ago, I think the same situation could have transpired. It wouldn't have been political. It would have been obvious that you're defending yourself. You have the video, which in and of itself was sort of a no-brainer, but then you also have the records of the, you know, what the media called the, you know, the victims. I call them the assailants, because I mean they were literally there trying to physically attack you. And given, let's say, the outcomes of what we saw during the summer of love, as you know, it was painted, right? This mostly peaceful protest. It's all bullshit. Yep. But you know, given the, I mean, one was a convicted child molester, right? I mean, one, the other spent time in jail for an assault. I mean, these guys had rap sheets. You're a 17-year-old kid with no prior record who was there cleaning up graffiti in the day. I mean, it, it got carried away in a situation, but, I mean, how was that like for you then at the time? 
I noticed that the media was reporting on all these riots as peaceful protests, peaceful demonstrations. Look at CNN. They said mostly peaceful but fiery demonstrations. Yeah, fiery. I remember like there was a building burning in the background. Yeah. It wasn't like it got a little spicy in the rhetoric. Like, you know, the, the one I use is there was a building burning in the background. The reporter, I think it was CNN, is it was, CNN. It was mostly peaceful. And he gets hit in the head with like a brick. You know what I mean? It's like really it doesn't seem mostly peaceful, but they, they oversold that narrative. And it was imp- like, don't believe your lying eyes. You mm-hmm. see it with your own eyes, but don't believe it. They didn't want to report on what was actually happening. And I think they were negligent in that fact. Like, they didn't want to show people that America was on fire and people were going crazy, and it was like the purge. So, so what do you do about that? I mean, you, you know, we saw, you know, Nick Sandman, right? You know, another person labeled as a white nationalist for standing there and having more discipline, frankly, than just about any human being I could ever imagine in, in that situation. I mean, he actually went after these people and, and sued them and, and won some victories. I mean, I feel like you should be in that same position. You were a 17-year-old kid thrust into that position. They vilified you. They called you every name in the book. They lied about you. Uh, they continue to call you a murderer, even though you've been acquitted. What do, you, what do you do about it now? And what would you tell other people about you know, th- that plight and how to push back? Well, I, um, speaking of Nick Sandman, me and him have the same lawyer for defamation. Um, so I'm going to be going after these people, but there's a lot that goes into it. There, it costs a lot of money to sue somebody. Mm-hmm. And we have to look at laws like anti-slap laws to make sure if we do lose one of these lawsuits that we're not going to get hit with one of those and end up owing, say, we lose against CNN and then we owe them $200,000 now. So we have to look at all those factors before we file them and make sure we file them in the right place. And then people need to like start standing up, supporting small journalists, real media yeah. companies, and like stop watching CNN, stop giving them their view counts, stop funding them, because we need to take over the left news. Well, that, that's an important one. I, I saw that literally the, the other day. Andy No, who's a sort of, actually the former, the kind of left-wing reporter that's watched all this stuff, he's been one of the people reporting on Antifa. And apparently Twitter, even Twitter 2.0, which seems to be getting worse than Twitter 1.0. I don't know what happened. It was like a, there was a nice you know, reprieve for a little while. And then it's like my engagement's back to worse than, than pre-Elon level. So I don't know what's happening there. And I guess there's a lot of inmates probably running the asylum uh, that even with a directive, even with a takeover, people are making those decisions. But those a journalist like him who's been reporting on Antifa violence, which you know a lot about, is thrown off the platform for literally reporting threats about him yeah, uh, from the lunatics, the same lunatics that were there in Wisconsin that night with you. I noticed that a lot, especially like on Instagram, especially like I have no engagement almost. Yeah. And I noticed that somebody will post something for truth and it'll be about like the left or a violent organization. And then they'll just get shadow banned or their account will get suspended. And I'm like, how is that possible? Like section 230 of the Communication Decency Act prohibits to take down things they can take down whatever they want but it unless it's newsworthy correct it seems like this would be relevant given that it seems like it it was used as a fulcrum point in a presidential election it seems like it would be violation of section 230 of the communications decency act so you know and this is one i've i've fought a lot on because i think republicans have been sitting you know sort of on their thumbs uh you know pretending to do something about sort of that big tech infringement and yet it it happens every day it happens on all these platforms uh we saw last week you know the, the Twitter testimony where they're clearly, you know, censoring people, you know, 
members of Congress, the same people who are the arbiters of truth and decency seem to be pushing like pedophile shit. Like, you know, well, shouldn't, you know, high school kids be able to consent to, with their parents and then not doing anything about kitty porn all over the site at the time. Those were the people at the time that were the arbiters of truth. Those were the people that were the arbiters of decency. They have no problem with kitty porn, but if you're a conservative, they, they censored conservative Congress people like Marjorie Taylor Greene, who end up being right. They obviously were probably you know, censoring you or anyone like myself who'd be defending you in, in all of this. You know, have you spoken to any of those people? Are they going to do anything about it, or is it just lip service as well? Marjorie's a great friend of mine. Yeah. Uh, I've talked to her quite a bit, and she's shadow banned like crazy. Oh, yeah. That's... Um, I, trust me, I, I understand. <laughs> I, I, I'm in this. I can. They go, Don, you're a conspiracy theorist. You said Twitter shadow banned you. It's like, how do you know that? Well, because I was getting 10,000 retweets like last week, and today I'm getting three. Like, not 3,000, <laughs> but like three. Like, it's a. Uh, I, I think I understand how this works. Exactly. I just don't know how, like, like, sometimes I lose hope, like, thinking, okay, so the left owns all these um, platforms. Like, they may have, like, a pretty pretty good owner like Elon Musk, but then their employees aren't listening to them and the employees are pretty much driving into a whole shadow banning everything and it seems to have no control anymore. Yeah, I think like even so, if he wanted to do something about it, which I think he probably does, uh, there's so many people working against him. It's sort of like you know what you're dealing with in the media. There's so many people there uh, you look at their donations, it's like 99.99 whatever percent to like leftist causes and to you know Democrats. And you say that even if he wanted to do something, you could be the owner but still not have total control. And I, and I sort of see that with, with a lot of uh, tech. So I think, you know, that's, I mean, it's why I'm doing the podcast on Rumble. Like, why would I build up a YouTube following only to be canceled because I had you on? Yep. Or because I say the shit that I say every day. Like, you know what I mean? They, mm-hmm. it, it's not even worth it. Now, we also, I think, they'll have to make the cognizant effort to not just disengage entirely. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, because we need to overcome it. Like we need to get on other platforms, like True Social. Yeah, we need. How's your engagement there versus anywhere else? My engagement there is pretty good. Yeah, my, I still think my Twitter engagement is the best because Truth Social hasn't been promoted that that much. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not, growing it's, it's as a smaller growing. base to work with. It's not that big, yeah. but I would say it goes Twitter, True Social, and then Instagram is just shit. I have. I've been shadow banned on there I, I see that a lot. I mean, I, I can get, you know, I can have a post one weekend that does, you know, close to half a million likes, and then the next day it's like 15,000. I'm like, wait, what? Like, it, what, what did I do? And then yeah. uh, the worst for me is watching some of the, the fact checks. Like, they're, they're not fact. I'd be like, this is my opinion. No, that's wrong. I'd go, I'm saying it's my opinion. I literally put in disclaimers, and people are like, oh, that's a funny disclaimer. I'm like, no, I have to, because they will literally take something that is clearly a joke or humor or a meme and come up with something so obscure that's, sure, I guess it could be viewed as factually incorrect, but no one's even looking at it that way. It's, it's designed to make a point, and they fact-check you. They do it a lot in stories. Watch out for that one, guys, because your stories disappear 24 hours. So they fact-check something that disappeared in 24 hours three weeks later, and you don't see it unless you go look in your archives, and you're like, wait a minute, all these things were fact-checked, and that's why your engagement's gone to shit. I, I see that a lot with the fact-checking. I go through people's Instagram stories, and I say, this contains false information, and then I'll click on it. I'm like, wait, that, that's true, though. That, that, it, it's a, or 100% true, or it's opinion, or there it's subjective. Like the, Meaning it's not a fact check one way or the other. It's just you know, subjective, but they're saying this is right. I've been fact checked with things that are just flagrantly, flagrantly wrong. Like They're like, here, 
And most of the time, I, I fight each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. And like, you can make them all go away, but I think to the point of we have to engage, the apathy, when people are like, eh, whatever, it's just a fact check on my thing. It, no, 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 like that's what they use to limit your reach. That's why we're not on an equal footing because I see some lunatic shit from some of these leftist accounts, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's, you know, they all end up in my feed even though I don't want them to be there and I don't follow them. Magically, they end up there, so they're getting that extra sort of boost in engagement. But I see stuff that's just patently false, and there's never a fact-check organization because the political ideologies of the organizations doing the work mm-hmm. are one way. I, I find it really funny. I'll see, like, a blue check mark on Instagram or something, call me a murderer, but I never see a fact-check on there saying false. Yeah, no, they wouldn't even think about it. And yet, you know, if, if, there, was, if there was a conservative organization allowed to do it, they could have a field day, and yet they'd never be led into that platform, right? You have yep. the same problem with sort of Google. You know, Wikipedia is sort of the fact-check organization of, you know, of the internet. It's leftist bullshit. I mean, if I read your profile, my profile, you know, and then I read one of the lunatics on the left, uh, you know, and I'm like, wait a minute, that guy's got the glowing review, you're the murderer, I'm a, you know, Russia stooge, what, like, it's, it's insane. So, okay, so, your life got thrust into the spotlight, right? Obviously, didn't want that to happen. It is what it is. You, you, you fought it. What's that been like now? Uh, you know, do you want to stay out there fighting for the cause? Would you love to be able to just go back to the way it was beforehand? You know, wh- what's the plan for the future? Well, it's, it's, been, it's been crazy getting thrown into the spotlight at such a young age, 17, having no idea how the media works and how powerful the media actually is. But I've, I, I used to want to just go back and like be quiet and like not be in the spotlight, but I've realized I have a voice. I have a platform that I can use for good. Yeah. I can push, push the agenda that I think is right. I can push my politics that I like and hopefully see positive change and on the, in, in my platform. And I'm going to continue doing that. I'm going to continue using my voice for good. And yeah, I'm not so, going So away. were you always... Were you always political before no. this? No, I was a Trump supporter. I was uh, actually pictured at a Trump rally. Um, well, that was like Exhibit A against you and for why you're somehow magically a white supremacist despite no actual evidence. But, you know, if you wear a red hat, like, that's it. You know what's funny is I, was, I saw that photo. I'm like, how the hell did people put that together? Because it's like this grainy photo. You can't even tell it's me. I'm wearing this white Trump hat. But it was me. And I saw that. And I'm like, How? I, I imagine it's because they're really well-funded and, and they'll do anything to either create or promote the narrative. Uh, and, you know, we don't have necessarily any, anyone doing the same, you know, for, for us on our side. Uh, and, and I think that's a problem. I mean, that's why I think, again, we got to support the platforms that support that kind of free speech. We got to, you know, are there pe- places where people can donate to help you out in this plight, whether it be to go after the other guys? You're, you're now being sued by... One of the people who, I guess the guy that tried to attack you with a skateboard, clearly in the video you're defending yourself, he would have put his skateboard through your head, in my opinion, had he been able to. But now you're being sued by his family. What's happening with that? And again, how do, how do people support you, you in, can, in that fight? You can go to www.givesango.com forward slash Kyle Rittenhouse to help me uh, fight this lawsuit. And what people don't realize is... He hit me in the skateboard twice already. As I was running down Sheridan Road to get to the police, he hit me once with the skateboard. Then I was hit in the back of the head with a rock. 
stumbled to the ground, kicked in the face, hit a second time in the back of the head by him with a skateboard, and that's when I defended myself against yeah. him. So, so it, there's no, you know, they'll do the, he was merely trying to fan you. You look sweaty. He was going to fan you with the skateboard. I mean, it, it's very clear he intended to cause you severe and bodily harm, and that's based on everything that I've seen. Uh, so w- what's the purpose of this? Is this them... Is it a money grab? They think that, you know, you've, you've somehow made a lot of money in this whole process, which I think is probably nonsense, but is it them just trying to, to break you? Like, you can, win, you can win the legal battle, you can win the criminal case, you can be declared, and it doesn't matter. They just have a way to, to get you. What do you think there? I think it's, it's a well-funded law firm that's coming after me, and I think it's an attack on... Um, gun owners and people who use self-defense on the civil side. I think it's to infringe fear on everyday gun owners to say, if you defend yourself, we are going to bankrupt you and we're going to take all of your money and we're going to destroy your life even if you're acquitted of lawful self-defense. I think that's what they're trying to do and I think they're trying to use me as an example in that case. So talk about that a little bit. Obviously, you said you never want to glorify the loss of life. I've heard you say these quotes and and I think that's 100% right. But, you know, what are your thoughts now on the Second Amendment? The Second Amendment saved my life. It's, it's plain as day. Without that, I wouldn't be here today. I would, I would be dead. It saves, it saves lives every day. And we have politicians coming after firearms, coming after AR-15s, uh, pistols. Look here in Florida. Yeah. I, I love Florida, but you have to be 21 to purchase a rifle here. And I think that's ridiculous. I think you should be able to buy a gun at 18. Yeah, if you can go to war, I mean... It sort of feels like you should be able to do these things, right? Like, it, it's a little bit ridiculous. And then you should have the right to defend yourself. You should, of course. You should not have that in French. And I see a lot of states taking over on that. And pretty much, you can't own a gun, you can't defend yourself, you can't protect your family, and they're getting killed and they're being attacked. And Yeah, I guess that's the idea, right? The attack is, even if you're allowed to do these things by the Second Amendment, we're going to make it so penal that everyone thinks about it before they go to actually defend themselves. And, uh, you know, and, and, you know, when, when seconds uh, count, you know, that thought process shouldn't have to go through your head. Obviously, you've got to keep it legal. It's got to be real. You can't just go off taking, taking pine shots at you. But what, they, what I saw them try to do in vilifying you was like perhaps like the most clear example. I think it was interesting. I thought, saw two, three weeks ago, I think the FBI, shockingly, one of the most underreported statistics that they have on there that there's clear evidence of was the amount of people like yourself who defended themselves using their Second Amendment rights, but they pretend like it doesn't happen. The amount of sort of good guys with a gun that stop a crime that just gets not reported as that. Uh, have you seen that? Have you, have you been able to look into some of these things? But no. I, it was so, I mean, it was so glaring to me that that's the one thing that they, you know, White supremacy is the number one threat in America. We, no one knows anyone where this is actually a thing. I'm sure there's two or three people that are fucking crazy out there somewhere that are, you know, but like, that's not the number one threat to America. But the, the one statistic they choose to underreport, you know, the same guys that had everyone that's been a bad guy on their radar that can't seem to stop them before doing anything because, you know, the people who are doing the bad stuff are often the guys checking off some sort of mm-hmm. PC box. But that's the statistic that they choose to underreport. That good guys with guns actually stopped a lot of crimes or a lot of bad things from actually happening. 
I, I haven't seen that statistic yet. I'd, I'd love to look at Shouldn't that. Shouldn't surprise you even yeah. a little bit, though, based on the FBI and look the bullshit at a, these days. That reminds me of a story. Look at Elijah Dickin, who stopped the, school, um, the mall shooter yeah. in Greenwood, Indiana. I believe it was Greenwood Mall. Uh, he shot, he, he defended the mall from an active shooter 40 yards away, 10 shots, um, and he hit him Solid eight shooting, times. Huh? <laughs> um, and... Nobody wants to report on that. A good guy with a gun. I think he got a little bit of media coverage. Well, it got a little bit of media coverage because they were hoping, like, the shooter, the, the bad guy, they were hoping he was, like, a white supremacist, you know, MAGA like supporter. Yeah, of course he's a leftist. Just like the guy that ran through the Christmas parade. and You know, Walk it's a car. story. It's a story until it's not a Trump supporter or until it's not a conservative or a guy in a MAGA hat, which is the... 99.9% of the time, it seems to be the case. And then you're like, guess what, boys? This story is going to disappear in about three, two, gone. Yep. You know, they, they can't use it to fill that narrative. And so, you know, that shooting was indicative of it. But again, then one of the conservative outlets finally put it, do you understand, like, how many of these things actually happen? And we don't hear about it at all. You saw the shooting, so I guess it was two weeks ago in California. Like, I guess they were done by elderly, like, disgruntled, like, Asian, whatever it was. And, like... Again, there was a shooting in California, and oh, it wasn't an assault weapon. You know, whatever that means. It wasn't an assault rifle. Um, it wasn't an angry old white guy. What about the hundreds Gone. of gang-on-gang gang violence in Chicago? No, you can't New talk York, about that, Kyle. L.A. Kyle, stop being a white supremacist, okay? This is, you know, you can't talk about facts. Don't talk about facts. That's not the way it works. You should know this better God. than anyone. My apologies. No. It, okay, so, okay, so we're talking Second Amendment, like, and again, I think there's a lot of people, everyone who's following me probably is a big supporter of the Second Amendment like I am, but how many of the organizations actually out there defending the Second Amendment stepped up to help you? National Association for Gun Rights and Gun Owners of America really stepped up to the plate to help me. And So it wasn't like just a fundraising grab yeah. for them. They actually got involved, got in the game, got yep. engaged. Uh, National Association for Gun Rights is still helping me a little bit. NRA did did shit for me. They, really? They did. They did close to nothing. I, did, did you reach out? Um, I mean, it, it, by the way, it's sort, it, it's such an obvious one. You shouldn't have to. Yeah. So again, I don't want to. But like, I so what's funny? If if a guy defending himself is too, and I've seen this myself, you know, like guys that you know are part of the mission, like, well, guy, Don, we don't want to touch that because you're too controversial. I'm like, wait, I'm like. It's just the perfect example of what you're supposed to stand for. So exactly. NRA didn't do anything? The NRA didn't do anything, which is funny is because I was at SHOT Show a couple weeks ago, and I walked past the NRA booth, and they all walked up to me. And yeah, they, no, they want the selfie. They wanted to take a selfie with They, they want to put it on Instagram. They want to put it on their other things. They want to use it for fundraising, but they didn't actually step up to what was an obvious use of self-defense and the Second Amendment. Yeah, so it was, it was a little weird because I was like, I wasn't there for them. I... I was like, okay, I'm here for National Association for Gun Rights. But I was like, I'll take a picture with them. But I held my NRGR badge up. <laughs> nice. Yeah, so they, they'll, they'll block that out conveniently. For yeah, they'll, fun. they'll put NRA over it, right? So, you know, for those of you know, people who are, again, you, you said the Second Amendment saved your life. I believe that to be 100% accurate, right? The guys, let's just, we can talk about it a little bit. You know, Joseph Rosenbaum, one of the attackers, 36-year-old from Kedosha, that was the first man. Previous criminal history. In December 2002, a court in Pima County, Arizona, sentenced him to a decade in prison on child molestation charges. 
Now, I understand that for the left, this is their idea of a perfect and upstanding citizen. To me, it seems that way, right? Those are the people that should get the benefit of doubt. A guy who's a fucking child molester. Um, he spent over 14 years in prison and committed dozens of disciplinary infractions, state records show. Uh, through the prosecution, tried to portray Rosenbaum as a concerned citizen who just happened to show up the night of the riot. Probably not accurate. Uh, even Assistant District Attorney Thomas Binger, that's the lunatic that was like pointing the gun at the jury, right? Yeah, he, like, I mean, you know, like, finger he knows so much he's going to prosecute them. Terrible trigger discipline, pointing a gun at, at people. Um, that, you know, he just seemed like one of those guys. He just wanted to be on TV, right? He, he was going to take this. He was going to take it as far as he can. He was going to use it to launch a future political career, get himself famous by, you know, uh, throwing you in jail or worse. Um, and I guess the guy was apparently using the N-word uh, to threaten people that night. That's one of the guys the media chose to defend and portray as you know, the innocent victim of a, of a white nationalist like yourself. I didn't, I didn't know the backgrounds of that. Of course you wouldn't. He was just trying to kill you. You wouldn't have known and, that at the time, but you'd think that the media would die down once they find out this is the guy. But like they went all in. Like that's, that's like their dream candidate these days. I mean, you, you see that the, the, you know, no different than Twitter, right? Like, of course you can have child porn and kitty porn all over Twitter, but like, you can't have a congresswoman say something conservative. Like, fuck that. We got to just, we got to ban that. I mean, talk about that a little bit. I mean, because you didn't know this at the time. You wouldn't. You were defending your life at the time. I, I think anyone with a brain watching that video, but like, these are the people that tried to say, no, 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 that guy's a better guy than you. No record. Again, doing good things. No one talks about why you were there even in the first place to begin with. Again, cleaning up graffiti and, you know, there with a med kit. Yeah, so the media, they never want to report on well-known facts and what, what actually happened in backgrounds, but they wanted to report on my background. They wanted to report on everything I've done wrong. What'd they say about your background? I had a couple speeding tickets. And oh, I mean, I'll just forget it. Cancel the interview. Can't, I mean, you're canceled. But I mean, think about that. You had a couple speeding tickets. Anything else? Uh, I, I don't know if you remember. There's, there's some other drama, but there was not much. Listen, of course there's drama. Listen, we've all probably, you're 17 at the time, maybe you said something stupid on Twitter. Like, like half the people, you know, now again, you could say something stupid on Twitter if you're a Democrat, if it's their narrative stupid, and you actually get boosted. If you're a conservative, we saw that with some of the athletes, right? They, they praise Trump. Or, oh my God, like, you should be out of the draft. But again, Couple little things that most young, I thank God every day, like I'm older than you by a lot. I thank God every day that like I didn't have a video camera in my pocket when I was in college or high school or that everything wasn't captured you know, in photo or everything stupid that you're doing when, when you're a dumb kid after a couple of beers uh, ends up on the internet live. Like I think there's probably not a not a normal person out there today that doesn't have shit that they did as a kid that you, like we didn't even have to think about because of course it disappeared in two seconds there was no harm no foul like it was never intended that we was kids being kids but today it's really different uh so but what's crazy to me i mean talk about that i mean here's stephen colbert if kyle rittenhouse didn't break the law we should change the law that's actually kind of minor. it's insane but kind of minor mark ruffalo uh for using 
cutesy nickname to honor Rittenhouse attacker. He's going after you. Joy Reid says the Kyle Rittenhouse acquittal traces back to slave catchers. Uh, BLM activists should be afraid. You know, the BLM activists that are burning down Kedosha at the time, they should be afraid, but not law-abiding citizens. How do you equate that? I mean, how can they, in the minds of pop culture, they're out there, the guy that's a child molester, the other guy that was, you know, had domestic abuse I guess that's the guy whose parents are suing you. You know, domestic abuse and disorderly conduct served prison time in 2012 for choking his brother. You know, that, that's not like me wrestling with my brother. If you're serving prison time, there's something far more than that. And they make you out to be worse than the, the child molester and the other dude that served jail time. And the media's running with it, you know. The View host, they savage Kyle Rittenhouse. He murdered Two people, and you faked crying on the stand. You didn't cry because it was an emotional experience. You're a 17-year-old kid who's on trial for his life. You faked it. I, can, I think that's where LeBron you know, chimed in as well. And, Lemon, lemonheads and crocodile tears, I believe. I think that was a famous one. Yeah, and again, the irony of that coming from LeBron, who's cried on TV more than any human being you know, in any soap opera in the history of the world, is sort of amazing. I see this every single day. Every time there's a mass shooting, I'm always trending on tr uh, Twitter when there's something that happens and they're always comparing me to them. They're saying, this is another Kyle Rittenhouse. They're gonna get the Kyle Rittenhouse treatment. There's no such thing as the Kyle Rittenhouse treatment. I got acquitted because I did nothing wrong, people. Well, the, <laughs> no, it's, it, there is Kyle Rittenhouse treatment. It's bullshit. The Kyle Rittenhouse treatment is you are held to a different standard because you check the boxes, not the woke boxes, but you check the opposite. You're a young white male who believes in the second amendment. You're a Trump supporter. like. You're the person they want to throw in the gulags, whether you did anything or not. I mean, if you look at you know January 6th, I liken a lot to that, right? There were people who did violent things that should get in trouble. There are also those who walk through, you know, they're taking selfies in between the velvet ropes, doing nothing. They've been in jail for two years with no due process, no nothing. Look at a guy who just recently got the shit beat out of him in jail. Um, I forget his name. I was just, I heard the story the other day. Like, doctors are refusing to see him. I don't know if you've heard of this one. I haven't. But apparently, like, he had... I'm trying to think. We're, I was just talking about it with my girlfriend the other day. Uh, like, he had his, like, brain damage or something. He had the crappy broken And they won't see him because of his political views? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, because, I mean, that, that I'll, seems like I'll the, try to find the, the Hippocratic Oath probably covers... Well, I don't, I don't agree with the person all the time, so let's just let him, you know, bleed from the brain or whatever it is. But I, I think it shows you that's... That's what we're up against. You and know, so that's why we need to, you know, that's why I love that there are people that helped you. Um, I'm, I'm shocked that there are others that didn't. But I, th I think people have to get involved in that game to make sure that guys like you don't just get thrown under the butt, right? There's going to be a t the idea of you is to put you in jail to stop anyone ever from doing this. Like, I don't know, maybe I won't buy a gun. May, you know, you see the laws that they're putting in place. Uh, you know, the ATF now with the pistol brace nonsense, right? They made a law. Millions of, they made it. It wasn't like they were just weren't sure and they haven't voted it. They literally created that law. And now they're going around and saying millions of firearms that are in compliance with the law that they made are now magically out of compliance, costing people millions, putting people in an awkward position of having to, you know, forced registration or you're a felon. You know, that attack is never ending. I haven't read much on that pistol brace law. So what the ATF is saying is the pistol brace 
thing for your um, AR yes, pistol. Yes, and now it's an SBR. It's a short-barreled rifle, so, for those who yeah. understand. So they're going to say that now they made that law for people who were you know, either with disabilities so they could you know, have these guns, but they created it. And now they're saying the law that they made it after millions Didn't of people they make spent, the braces? You know, they, no, but like they, they actually came up with the idea. They're, listen, there are laws that... You know, I say, you know, the most creative people in the world is the, you know, the American redneck. You give them a rule, they'll figure out a way around it and whatever it is, right? That, and that, that's fine. Uh, and I think it's great. I mean, it's sort of, you know, part of America. But they actually crafted this law to, to come up with something. And now they're basically changing it. And they're saying, you know, you either have to destroy the gun. You have to turn it in. You have to register it. Uh, you, but, like, why did you make that law in the first place? And it's the problem of people making laws and rules who don't even understand, you know, the fundamental aspects of these things and, and just rushing to politicize it. Yeah, and I think we as citizens need to put pressure on our elected officials. We need to say, hey, stand up against these leftists and fight for what's right. Fight for our Second Amendment. Fight for our First Amendment. Look at what they're doing. They're going to kick in your door. They're going to come and take your guns, and you're going to be left stranded with no means, like, a lot of people use firearms for hunting. I use an AR for hog hunting. Okay. They're going to come and take those one day. They're just going to kick in your door and take them. And we need to stand up and make sure that never happens. And, and that's the thing, right? What I think people don't understand, no, that's not realistic. Oh, really? Like, look where we were a couple years ago and look at where we are now. You know, it's a death by a thousand cuts. The left does that really well. They take a little bit and we, we have some apathy. We don't do anything. They take a little bit more. They take a little bit more, you know. We got to watch that because one day you wake up and say, hey, what happened? Uh, yeah. And it's too late. It's not usually the one. This is a big push. I mean, this is a push that's crazy, right? Because it's, it's literally millions of weapons, probably affecting millions of gun owners. Uh, money. Uh, it's significant stuff, right? I mean, whether and if you go, go through, you know, they said they've, you know, if you keep it and you don't hold it in a trust, obviously there's all sorts of technical nuance for some of these things. But, you know, if, if you had, if you held these firearms a certain way, there's obviously the $200 tax stamp. They're saying they're waiving some of these things. But it, to me, it's a de facto way of forcing people you know, on a registry. So mm -hmm. now they know where to go, who yep. to come after to, that has guns, who yep. are the people that are going to be on a watch list. And if, for those who are like, oh, the American public would never do that. Remember, the same people that will ultimately be enforcing these ru rules and laws were the same people who said a concerned mother that went to a PTA meeting that were sick of the bullshit being jammed down their children's throats, you know, whether it's critical race theory or, and all of that nonsense in their public school system, they were branded domestic terrorists for being concerned parents by the FBI and the DOJ. Not like one of the lunatic groups that's coming after you, not like a Soros stooge, but our own Justice Department, our own FBI, the highest form of federal law enforcement said those people are domestic terrorists for being concerned parents. What do you think they're gonna feel, the brass? Again, the door kickers I think are totally with us, but the brass who's become so, you know, such a bureaucracy, uh, the guys that, you know, wouldn't know the difference between, you know, an AR-15 and a handgun other than, you know, AR-15 bad, uh, just like Orange Man bad. You know, those, true, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, Joe Biden's a wonderful guy. He's, he's done a great job. We're failing across the board, but he's wonderful. Trump, where you're winning across the board is terrible for what reasons? We don't know, but do as I say, not as I do. Just listen. You know, we're, we're the, but those are the guys going to be enforcing this. They thought a concerned mother's a domestic terrorist. They said it publicly. Do we really not think that they would use, you know, the, the full force of the FBI to you know, subjugate lawful gun owners or at least lawful until they change the rules and make it so complicated that people don't even understand it since they clearly don't understand it themselves? 
I'm not. I mean, a law comes to mind. So, have you heard of the new red flag laws and the whole boyfriend girlfriend law yeah. thing? Where, say, your girlfriend breaks up with you, she calls the police or yeah. a Tinder date and says, "He hit me." Doesn't what? even have to be any probable cause. No. Didn't even have. Doesn't even have to be true. Law enforcement can come into your house, take your firearms, and hold your guns hostage for however long they want. And you're put on a blacklist, so you can't get guns. Well, and, and sort of what you're facing, right? No, no real due process, right? There's not a timeline. They just sort of hang it out there. And more importantly, there's no monetary consequence, right? You then have to go hire a lawyer to defend yourself. It's a process that takes forever. It's a process that's really costly. So the reality is many people wouldn't be able to even fight that battle. They're just forced to sort of lose right off the bat because they can't fight back. I mean... Hey, you're dealing with some of that yourself, right? To go after the people that smeared you, the people that called you every name in the book, that lied about you, that continue to lie about you despite a, a legal acquittal in a court of law, you're not sure you can even go after them. You're a 17-year-old kid, but they're saying, well, you're a public figure now. You, you weren't when this all happened. Exactly. Right? That, that's bullshit, but they'll weaponize that. And they're well-funded by, by the radicals, and they're going to prevent you or make it as hard as possible for you to seek justice that they get for their people. I mean, like I said, you know, the guy that went to jail, uh, you know, for violent offenses and whatever it may be, is suing you, the family, for wrongful death. Even though you were acquitted, and, which means you were in the eyes of a jury in America, they, I guess they thought you were innocent. Unanimously. Unanimous. Unanimous. And by the way, unanimous in a politicized case, right? Let's, let's not kid ourselves. We saw all of the leaders of every group. I mean, these were white guys. They didn't even, they didn't even let's talk about that, actually. The guys that you did this to were white guys. I and mean, yet you had Antifar and, you know, BLM activists. Like, they were pretending like it was a racial thing because that was more fiery. That would get people more fired up. And more importantly, that would dissuade, you know, the jury. Right? When there's a protest in front of the jury, some guy says, man, I just want to get back to my life. I'm on this jury. I didn't really choose to be here. Like, I don't want anything to do with this. Like, I'm going to be branded a racist. Like, that was clearly, to me, part of what they were trying to do. Intimidate the jury to get a false conviction because some guy just said, hey, I don't want my life ruined for doing the right thing because that's not above these people anymore. Yeah, I mean, do you, that reminds me of a story. Do you know MSNBC followed the jury van? Do you remember that story during my trial? They chased down the jury van trying to get photos of the jurors to dox them. You could hear the protesters out in the courtroom yeah. during my trial, and the jury just had to tune it out. And yeah, it was like, I did this you know, last week on, uh, on the show. I, I showed the video. You see that school bus beating where like that teenage, it was an African-American boy, it was like a teenage kid beat like the hell out of this white nine-year-old girl, but the MSM said beating and they used the picture of a, a white kid like punching another of similar age as opposed to like grossly disproportionate and like they were in my opinion they were trying to create a race war uh you know and or utilize that to get the conviction that they wanted and and that to me was one of the most disgusting things i'd ever seen i mean it, it was interesting i think it was bill ackman he was a big new york democrat uh big investor like multi-billionaire one of the biggest investors in new york and he actually had like a come to Jesus moment, which is surprising. I mean, big Hillary funder, everything. And he was like, I guess him and his wife, I, I did a tweet at the time. I'm like, holy crap, if only other people had this kind of common sense. He was watching 
I guess, the trial. And he goes, wait a minute. Like, um, I'm watching the trial, and like, I didn't realize the victims were, you know, when I say victims, let's, you know, the assailants that you defended yourself against. I, I didn't know they were white. Like, I was led to believe that they were this. I didn't realize you were there cleaning up graffiti beforehand and you weren't there starting shit. He goes, and so what he basically, he did this long thread and it was sort of interesting from a ardent, like, you know, Bolshevik, you know, full, you know, bordering on full commie. Now, he's still a capitalist, right? But like- People are saying he, his account got hacked. Yeah, no, they, the New York Times called him and say, hey, is everything okay? He goes, what do you mean? He goes, no, no, no I just wanted to make sure you're okay. Like, have you lost your mind? And he goes, no, but like, I'm asking, like, I'm an informed guy. He's a smart guy. You know, he's made billions with some of the most sophisticated stuff in the world. And he's like, I, I consider myself an informed guy. And, and what he ended up saying was, it's sort of interesting because, and this is him, he goes, I've been in newspapers for decades and I'm reading about the business deals and I'm laughing about how stupid it is, how inaccurate it is. And I know because I either know the people if they're talking about me, I'm involved in the deal, or I know how this stuff really works in the real world and I, I know that it's bullshit. He goes, and yet I can read an article about me, know that it's bullshit, but I turn the page and I assume that the next article is totally accurate. He goes, what I should really be thinking is that the same bullshit that is about me is probably going on in this article. And you know, so I was watching that and I go, wait a minute. Like, maybe there's hope. Now, there wasn't, right? It, it sort of ended, they, they just stopped talking about him rather than sort of promoting this as, hey, like maybe we have interesting discourse and we have dialogue. But this was an ardent leftist coming to the realization that, holy shit, like I've been manipulated. I understand it, how it affects me in my day-to-day -day life. But I still assume that the other stuff that's reporting on where I'm not a subject matter expert or where I'm not personally involved is accurate. And that's a gross misassumption these days. Yeah, uh, they don't. They they don't want to report when somebody of a different party or a different size happens to agree with us Republicans. They don't want to report on that. They don't want to say, "Oh, maybe the Republicans were right." Maybe, like which we are ninety eight percent of the time. Yeah, and they don't want to. They don't want to speak on that. So, what do you do? What can our people do to help you hold these people accountable? You can go support me on Twitter. This is Kyle R. Give me a follow. This um, is Kyle R. on Twitter. Okay. Um, this is Kyle Rittenhouse on Instagram. This is Kyle R. on Truth Social. And just come and support me. Come give me a follow and I'll be posting updates as I go along. All right. Well, because that's the thing. I guess people want to people know. And even, you know, again, you're early in this process. So, you know, don't give up on the process, guys. I mean, this seems like a clear example of a place where, you know, we can be supporting this cause, going after these people, to make sure it doesn't happen again. Because again, what people have to understand is, if they can do this to a 17-year-old kid, who can't they do it to? But more importantly, who won't they do it to? You know, I, I've been saying this about you know, me sort of indirectly for years. You know, Don Jr. committed treason in Russia. I'm saying, what the fuck are they talking about? Like, it's, it's insane, but I'm like, you know, treason, minor details. So a crime punishable by death. But they don't want to talk about the Hunter Biden left. No, no, no like, but imagine I was Hunter Biden. You think that would be fair game? Do you think if it was my laptop that 51 intelligence officials, the full weight and force of the mainstream media, the full weight and force of big tech, do you think they would come to my assistance or would they actually be amplifying the story rather than pretending it's disinformation? Don, you'd be in prison right now. I, I'd, be, I'd have been probably dead a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, you know, and 
you know, that's what we're up against. So, you know, guys, make sure you, you get out there and do this. This is how we engage. This is how we fight back. I mean, you, I chose to do this stuff, right? I, you know, well, maybe I, my dad was going to do what he was going to do. People were like, did you sit down with your dad? I was like, no, no, he's, you know, DJT is DJT. He's going to do what he wants. But like, I chose to engage, right? I, I could have shut up, been a real estate developer, like, you know, continued to do those things, continued to be invited to the cool person parties in New York and, and probably been fine. Maybe not because of DJT, but it doesn't really matter. I didn't care. Those were never really my people to begin with. For me, politics was freeing because I was like, okay, I can go be who I am on the weekends rather than, uh, you know, sort of the, the image that I'm putting up uh, as a business guy in New York. But you were thrust into this sort of, you know, not voluntarily. And so we got to make sure that we allow others to be able to, to live, uh, to not be put in the gulags. We got to make sure that people are not afraid. Like literally the theme of, of Triggered in this podcast is like collectively we have to become unafraid. If they put you out there, if they put me out there alone, if they put my father, when he was the president of the United States, out there alone, you can cancel the shit out of that guy. It doesn't matter if he's the most powerful man in the world. We saw it. They shut down his freaking Twitter account. <laughs> Sitting U.S. president. Hamas, you know, the Ayatollah, in Iran, like the world's leading state sponsor of terror, the head of that regime. Oh, they're fine. Had a, had a, good people. They're, they're, fine. they're wonderful people, just like the mother who's a domestic terrorist, but the actual domestic terrorist that, you know, burned down America in the summer of 2020, whether it was, you know, Kenosha or, or, or elsewhere, they, those people are, those are good people. They, we understand they're doing it for social justice purposes because, you know, looting the Gucci store, Nothing screams social justice like, you know, Gucci sleds uh, and, and a purse. Uh, but that's what we're up against. So, guys, keep following uh, this young man. You know, support him. Because, again, if they can do it to him, they, they can do it to anyone. If they will do it to you. And, again, perhaps that's even the bigger threshold. Like, if they'll take a, a kid, 17 years old, and ruin his fucking life and try and try to throw him in jail for life, They'll do it to anyone. They've shown that. So, you know, we got to band together. We got to make sure this stuff doesn't happen. We have to make sure there's accountability. And I guess that's what I'm worried about is that there's not accountability. Uh, you know, on the gun rights issue, you know, support, what was it, GOA and... Um, National Association. National Association. Rights. Yeah. Support those guys because when it happens to you, those are the guys that are going to step up. You know, we have, to, we have to support those who are willing to fight with us. That's why I say, again, for this show, you know, uh, when I have Gold Coast stepping up to sponsor it, like, I'm like, that takes balls. You know, there, there's people going to be out there trying to cancel me daily. You know, so go to DonJuniorGold.com. Support those guys. Even if you're just looking, if you're looking to diversify your portfolio, go check out Patriot Mobile. You get free activation code with code DonJunior. Like, you can give your money. You're going to have a cell phone one way or the other. You're going to have investments one way or the other. Like, take the time to find the people who don't hate your fucking guts and support them. Because that's what we're in. The other side's got plenty of people that support that. I mean, look at Disney pushing all the, the woke stuff. I mean, like, you're doing your children a huge disservice supporting these companies because they're going to keep jamming this stuff down their throats. They're literally creating uh, racism as far as I'm concerned. Uh, they're, they're creating places where, you know, again, if you fit certain demographics, you should be uncomfortable. You must repent for the rest of your life. You could, you know, I, I'm guilty of all of these things. I should pay reparations, even if my parents you know, and grandparents came here in, what, 1904, you know, long after slavery. I, I still, you know, they were Eastern European peasants, but 
you know, hey, I'm guilty of it somehow magically, I guess, by association, because that's how the science works. Uh, we got to be out there. Any, anyone else that these guys can support or start following so they can, they can keep track and they can encourage and, and make sure that something actually happens? Follow your local politicians, state senators, congressmen, congresswomen. Follow them, push them, put pressure on them. Put pressure on them. And by the way, to, run. Yeah, run for office. Run. I'm like, not going to do it, but. <laughs> you know, so. but like, they're, they're, you know, some of these things, and I don't mean run for Senate or Congress, like, run for your local school board. Absolutely. You know, get this shit out of the curriculums. You know, I'm looking at these, like, you know, rainbow-haired colored freaks that don't have kids, have no intention to do it, or, you know, feel like they're way disproportionately, you know, lunatics, uh, you know, relative to sort of the mix of the children in their school, and yet they seem really into getting into these things and inflicting their political views in those systems, imposing them on our children. I think the most important position we could ever run for is a school board. Uh, you know, again, Patriot Mobile did what a great job of that. They ran people and helped support people in parts of Texas, and they got rid of some of these leftists on these school boards, and then they're vilified in the paper. Activist organization. Wait, you mean the activists pushing trans shit on your children? They were an activist, but like a Christian conservative company saying that, I don't know, maybe in a predominantly Christian conservative district, we would have people who actually share those values. We can do a lot. We just have to take two seconds to actually find these people and, and get involved. So, you know, those are the ones like watch these things. That's what the other side has done really well. They've subverted that process. You don't want to really get involved in that. You got a job. You don't have time for that. We'll, we'll take care of it. We'll do the right thing by your kids. Like, and, and look at our public school system. It's a fucking disaster. I mean, if I ever have kids, I would never send them to public school because I don't think kids should be learning. You, like, you almost don't have a choice. You, you couldn't. You know, you know, I, I know. You have some private schools nowadays. Well, no, by the way, but it's almost just as bad. I mean, I'm I'm pushing for homeschooling. You know, put them in sports so they're getting the socialization socialization stuff. But like, take the time and figure it out. And again, I, it's easy for me, right? I get it. I'm I'm the son of a billionaire. Like, I understand that. It fine. I'll put them in a private school. I'll find a school that's right. It's not easy for everyone else to do it. But like, man, like, you know. Don't buy the whatever knowledge. Like, take the time. To, this is your children. Like, there's no more important cause. And I get that it can be brutal. I get that it can be tough. But, like, figure out the way. Find the programs where you can do this. Find the, you know, whatever it may be. Like, don't just settle. And some places you have to. And there's probably a couple districts where there's, you know, decent public schools and they haven't gone this way. But watch because the trend is there. They've taken over all of those institutions. Um and yeah, we got to get involved in that. So I hope you do have kids one day, and I hope you do this. But yes, I think your children would be vilified, even if it's 10 years down the road, for being your children, just like mine would be, for having their last name. Yep, absolutely. That's what, that's what the left do, is they, they villainize people, even the innocent, and that's what they do. Right, well, Kyle, it, it's awesome having you on here, man. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry you had to get involved uh, in this stuff, but if, if it were to happen to someone, I'm glad it happened to someone like, of your character. Right of your uh, your willingness to to fight back to not just roll over in a corner and die, which is what they would love for you. You know they would love like your your public enemy number one to them because you had the guts to defend yourself not just then but since. Uh, and dude, it's not easy. It takes balls. So I, I really appreciate you doing it, and it's awesome to have you here. Anything we can do uh, to do it, just stay in touch. And like I said, guys, I'll, I'll help let you guys know what happens and when 
because we are up against a machine. You know, I can be Donald Trump Jr. It's nothing uh, compared to what we are up against and the evil forces and the people funding them and the billionaire class and the globalist class that's going to do whatever they can to destroy and subvert everything that so many of us and anyone probably watching this show uh, believes in. So we'll keep them informed as well, man. Thank you very much. No, it's my pleasure, man. Great having you on again. Thank you. Okay, guys, uh, do what you can to support Kyle. I think that's a that's a huge, huge thing. Uh, you know what he's going through is absolute hell. I want to thank you guys uh, for tuning in. Uh, I'm on the road, so I'm going to try to tune in the locals. I'm just trying to time it out right uh, live now. So if you're on there, you know, go check me out there. For those of you who like the show, like the content, don't forget to check out. Field of Greens, uh, you know, for your, again, I don't want to say supplements because they're whole foods, but to make up for the deficiencies in your diet, go check them out. Uh, really good people. I've been taking it myself. I really enjoy it. Go check out Gold Co. at donjuniorgold.com. Support those who support your values, your beliefs. I have a feeling if you're watching this show, unless you're just an absolute hater, uh, you're probably that way. You know, give your business to those uh, who appreciate that, who appreciate the things that we're all fighting for, uh, that matters. So, you know, Don Jr., D-O-N-J-R, gold.com. Again, if you're looking to diversify your portfolio, roll over your IRA or 401k into precious metals. If you're worried about inflation, you want to hedge against that, like, go check them out. Field of Greens as well. Uh, go check them out. Fieldofgreens.com. Go uh, use promo code Don Jr. Consistent theme here, folks. Thank you guys for all the support. Uh, really actually enjoying doing the show. It's been a lot of fun. Um, you know, it, yesterday, because uh, this is airing on Thursday, I guess it's still Wednesday where I'm at right now uh, as I'm filming this because I'm going to be on the road tomorrow. I'm going to try to join live for locals. Uh, but just uh, amazing, amazing stuff. I mean, this is why we do it. You know, whether it's uh, for the people of East Palestine, uh, whether it's to maybe try to help give a voice to a guy like Kyle, uh, who I think... Probably any one of us could have been when we were 17 and, you know, in our late teens and seeing uh, people burning down our cities and looting and rioting and uh, just the disgusting crap that we saw that was deemed by our media and the leftists, you know, just, you know, these are cultural warriors and they're defending liberty and just, it's all bullshit, folks. All of it was bullshit. They've been lying to you about everything. You, I think, know that now, uh, but... You know, there's not many people that will fight for guys like Kyle or even give him a platform. Um, so hopefully I can do that for Kyle and I can do that for others. And uh, hopefully as we grow this thing, uh, we, we can do even more. So I really appreciate your guys' support. Uh, check out our sponsors because, you know, again, it's, it's important to share and support those uh, who support your values. Also, share this with your friends, okay? If you like the show, if you think it's funny, if you think I'm... <laughs> perhaps even somewhat amusing, uh, share it with your friends. Obviously, there's a lot of content out there. Hopefully, we're doing better than most, and hopefully, I'll say things that others won't. Uh, or maybe I'll say it more funnily uh, or in a better way. But uh, I appreciate you guys doing this. Appreciate you guys checking it out. Appreciate you guys sharing it and just appreciate you in general, uh, which is why we're doing it. So thank you so much, guys. Have an awesome evening. And uh, for those of you who are in locals, I'm going to try, okay? If I can't do it, uh, I'm on the road. If I get screwed up in trends, I'm going to literally try to do uh, 15, 20 minutes just from my phone. Uh, go switch over to there now. I'm going to try to time it out uh, so that works. Uh, and uh, I'll see you there. If I don't see you there, I'll see you there on Monday. You guys are the best. Have a good one and have a great weekend.